Hi, and welcome back to the Emmy Awards. Um, my name's Emmy. This is my podcast where I talk about whatever I want once a week. Um, this episode is going to be all over the place because I did not plan out things that I wanted to talk about. Like I have some ideas and some things I want to talk about, but it's not going to be a structured episode, which I personally think are my better episodes. But I have a lot going on and um, I'm trying my best to still like put effort and thought into these podcasts and um, the weird travel that I talked about last episode like really just got me out of my routine of doing this and I don't want to lose that even though things in my life are changing and stuff. So, um, yeah, there'll be timestamps in the description. So if there's something that you (laughs) don't really care about, um, or I start talking about something and you're like, literally don't care, cool. You can skip, just look down below. And if there's one specific topic that you're interested in, I don't know what the headline of this is the title of this is going to be depends what I talk about um so yeah so before anything else quick life update so I mentioned in the last episode that I was a finalist for a job um that I really wanted and I didn't know if I was going to get it and um I didn't want to talk too much about it because I I didn't know and I did get offered the job um I haven't signed a contract yet so part of me is like Emmy don't say you have a job because you don't technically like you're not even signed the employment papers um but I felt really good about the position throughout my interview process and I had a really good feeling about it and I feel like it's like the perfect job for me um so and they did offer me the job obviously (laughs) so and I said yes so as soon as I signed paperwork um I will officially be employed. So um, the job is in California. It is a remote job. So I don't have to go into a specific office. I just have to live in the state of California for tax reasons. Um, But it's what I wanted anyway. It's like genuinely my ideal job because with COVID and everything, um, the idea of working indoors is like really stressful to me. Um, I also, it's a newspaper design job, like a media design job. And when I was designing the, I haven't like designed with a group of people like in a shared space since high school. Um, When I joined the newspaper at Kenyon, the Collegian, I had a co-designer for the first year that I did it, but we like switched off for the first few months. We'd be there at the same time. But then we realized that like a lot of the downtime, like it was, it was unnecessary to have both of us there and it was easier to switch off. So one of us could have an earlier night, um, one day, um, because it it would go late and there would be some days where I'm like, I can't like (laughs) have two late nights in a row. Like it was just a lot, um, balancing with school. So even when I had a co-designer, like we I, for the most part, was just in a room by myself listening to music, designing. And I really feel like it would be kind of like stressful for me to have to adjust to a new location while also like, I just, I don't know because I'm a very social person and I feel like I'd want to like bounce off of people. I think like designing from home is just going to be a lot more like good for my routine and my mental health and um I know there's a lot to be said about work-life balance and separation and stuff like that and um I am like obviously like I'm hoping to have well I'm gonna need some kind of space like with a desk where I I can work um so I can because I'm I'm really when I was at Kenyan I'd be really bad at like just doing homework on my bed Um, The newspaper actually really helped me with that because I would be like, when I'd be in the office, I'd I'd be in a very productive mindset anyway. So I would just do a lot of my homework when I wasn't designing stuff. So it was like a very 
good um, environment for me. And I, I like used to do homework in my kitchen a lot too, um, to kind of not do it in my room and stuff. But I, I definitely am going to like try to create a space for myself where like I'm just there to do work and I'm only going to be at the desk when I'm working or I'm, I'm doing something like that. And yeah, so I don't know. There's a lot that is unknown yet because I haven't signed a contract. Um, I don't totally know how, I know I have to live in California for the job despite it's, despite the fact that it's remote, but I don't know like entirely how it's going to work. Like if, if like maybe the contract will say something about like, maybe I will have to, like, I, I don't, totally know. I've already started looking at apartments and stuff and like trying to figure things out and like plan out a uh, idea in my head. I want to have an apartment as soon as I can um, so I can have a California address so I can start working as soon as possible. Um, but that being said, I mostly just say that because as much as I'm going to try to keep this podcast going, um, I really like fell behind on it when I wasn't even like moving I was just traveling um so I'm gonna try my absolute best to keep this as a like consistent thing because it's really good for me to honestly talk into a camera and like rant and vent and 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 stuff like that um and more than anything, I enjoy doing these. <laughs> That's why I started it. And I'm honest, I'm having a great time with it. Um, 15 episodes in and I'm still loving it. Um, but I can't say that it will be consistent. Um, yeah, because I don't, I don't know how quickly things are going to move. So I don't know. Hopefully I'll take you guys along for the ride. I'm not like a vlogger <laughs> unless you follow me on Instagram because I'd like to use my Instagram stories as a, like a mini vlog, but that's mostly just close friends. But anyways, maybe if, if people want to know, I'll, I'll be, <laughs> I'm getting who anyways. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what things are going to be like. Um, I do. I obviously Maybe not obviously, but I would like a, some kind of sofa, you know, or chair area um, that will be obviously be good if I have people over. But I also just, you know, a nice little space in my like living room slash. Well, I don't know. It depends if I find a studio or one bedroom. It really it all depends. Um, I have to say, since there's not like a commute, um, I have a lot of flexibility in that I can just find a place that's like best for me. Um, and, and that's really nice. I am going to have my car. So, um, walkability is not like a huge necessity either. Um, I am hoping to move to Los Angeles specifically, but I'm, I'm open to if a better place shows up in closer to San Diego or something like, I don't really know. Um, I'm kind of open to any, anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm really excited to live in California and I would like to live near Los Angeles, but I'm honestly just, I'm glad that I have a bit of flexibility that I can just figure out what is best for me. I, even though it's a remote job, obviously I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be working with other people and I just think it would be nice to live somewhat close to my coworkers, um, so if there's ever something in person, um, or so I have the ability to make those in-person connections, I don't really want to be living in, like, Northern California, like, seven hours driving from, like, where most people in, like, who work for this organization live, because then it's, like, you know, then there's a distance, and I think it'd be harder to make friends. I also, most of the Kenyan people I know who are from California or who are, are living in California, it's like Southern California. Um, so I just have more contacts and connections and like stuff in Southern California. So that's what I'm looking at right now. But yeah, very excited. Hopefully by the time this goes up, I'll have like some kind of paperwork and I'll have like started signing some kind of contract. So, um, 
I feel like I can like speak on this. Hopefully I can post on LinkedIn, but I, I don't know. Um, maybe I'll cut some of this, this stuff out. I mean, I'm not saying where it is, but it's like the perfect job. It's genuinely the perfect job. I'm so excited. Um, so that's something I, again, like don't have a cohesive plan. I literally, I didn't even dress up for this. I try to look cute for these podcasts and I literally was like, I'm just wearing a t-shirt. It says tired because I am. I, um, I don't like moving and I know nobody likes moving. I know. Okay. I know nobody likes moving, but what you have to understand about me (laughs) is that I moved as a kid so much. Like moving for me is not just stressful because it's like already a very stressful thing of like you're moving. It like is genuinely triggering to me. And um, I have to say, I think I've gotten kind of better at approaching it. And I've, I've gotten a lot like calmer about moving because I've done it so many times in the last year. Um, or not year, but like during my time at Kenyon, I think because like, at least for me, Kenyon's a four-year residential college. So I lived in different places all four years and I moved around campus a lot. I also, during COVID, I lived with my sister. Well, COVID's still happening, but in 2020, I mean, that's kind of sad. (laughs) 2020, I'm just like the COVID year. I mean, again, COVID is still going on, but like that year is like, when COVID was so fresh that everything to me, I'm like, that was when COVID was happening, even though COVID is still happening. But um, I, I lived with my sister and and yeah, so I just like, I, I don't know. I've moved, I haven't like moved to this extent in a very long time because when I lived in Ohio, um, I would leave my stuff in storage <laughs> Like at the end of a school year, like not all of it, but like a good amount of my stuff, I'd leave it in storage and you can have the storage people like deliver your stuff to your new dorm when you're starting up a new school year. Like if you have an account with them, you just email them and you're like, hi, this is where I'm going to be living at Kenyon and they get access through Kenyon to like deliver your stuff. So I just did that and I like, there was one semester, like during 2020, I lived on campus when most people went home because my parents were living in Brazil and I was like, at this point, it's like more dangerous for me to go to Brazil. Um, because like nobody was on campus and and COVID was so new too at the time that like, we didn't really know how it spread, but I knew I didn't want to see people. Um, and, and I didn't want to travel. And I was like, I, I'm seeing like, barely anybody if I see anybody it's like outside in passing like I I really I didn't see like anybody in the beginning of of like like March 2020 like I didn't I didn't see anybody for like the rest of the semester barely I remember right at the beginning I like I watched a movie with my with my friend Kristen and like some people I knew on campus I stayed in touch with but it was like overwhelmingly I just kept to myself um but I lost my train of thought. Oh, that semester, because I was on campus, Kenyon like moved the people who were on campus. They moved us from like the dorms we were in all to one area, um, I think. So they could like shut down the power in other places or so the custodial team didn't have to like keep cleaning every single dorm where some like one person was living on floor or something. I don't really know. Um, but they moved us all to like, and like, like separate areas. And I was really frustrated because um, there's videos of me like during this on my YouTube channel actually, but I remember being really frustrated because I was like, I don't know, like how we had to share kitchens. And I was like, why can't they put us all in like on campus apartments? Then we can like still cook for ourselves and we can clean, like the cleaning will be up to us. Like, cause the apartments, it's not like the custodial staff cleans it every week like when you live in an on-campus apartment it's up to you to clean it um same as like a dorm room like the dorm rooms themselves it's not like custodial goes in and out they just clean bathrooms and public areas and all of that um so 
I was like mortified. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to like, I can't, I would literally go down. <laughs> I lived in a building called Capels, which is the tallest building in, in Knox County. Fun fact. I lived in a CA suite, which is the Kenyan equivalent of an RA. They call them community advisors. So I was living in a community advisor suite and it was so funny because I would just get home and it would say community advisor and I'd be like, LOL, I'm not a community advisor. But I lived in a CA suite and I'd go down like really late and I'd cook like way too much food for myself. And then I'd go upstairs and I'd keep it in the mini fridge that they gave me. And then I'd just warm it up and I'd eat that for like a week. <laughs> so I wouldn't have to like see anybody. So that's what I did to avoid human interaction. And then that same, and all of that moving, I did by myself, actually. Like I packed all of my boxes and then like I drove them in like, you know, I did trips of like all of my stuff to Caples. And since Caples has an elevator, it wasn't that bad. Um, bringing my stuff down from, I was living on the third floor of Old Kenyon and, um, bringing all of my stuff down was like a lot. I remember moving in, my dad helped me move in and he couldn't carry that much stuff. And it was also a nightmare. Um, especially because my junior year, which is when COVID hit, that was the first year that I was not living on the first floor. My first year I lived on the first floor of gunned my second floor my second year I lived on the first floor of Bushnell and then my third year I was on the third floor of Old Kenyon which honestly I was fine with because I had a really cute window but anyways um it was just so much like more exhausting to carry stuff from a car into a dorm and then also have to go up, up a bunch of stairs horrible genuinely horrible thank god Cables had an elevator because I moved all of that stuff um by myself and I was like dying genuinely um and then I at the end of the semester um people who were staying on campus for the summer like after the semester ended which I only stayed there for like I think a month maybe a few weeks um they moved us again <laughs> um this time to apartments because people staying on campus um for the summer at Kenya typically get apartments to stay in whether it's or like some kind of job or research or whatever. Um, or like me, it was special permission because my parents were living in Brazil. Um, and I, li I lived there until like mid-June and then I drove to Evanston with my, with my sister. But when I was moving stuff from Caples to the apartment that they moved me to, I did ask, they said like you can ask maintenance for help. Um, and they'll come in like when you're not there and like move the stuff or whatever. So maintenance did help me moving my stuff from cables to the apartment because I was like dying. <laughs> so shout out to maintenance, <laughs> the unsung heroes of Kenyon College. But um, and then and then I just left my stuff in storage. So I just like set it for like contactless pickup and they picked my stuff up from like and left it in storage until the next year. So it was like honestly fine. Like, genuinely, totally fine. Um, I don't remember my point. Oh, I, like, I, I feel somewhat comfortable with moving now because, like, I also, I just have to say, though, that it's it's definitely going to be weird because it's, like, I'm going to be signing a lease on, like, my first apartment, like, ever. Like, I was on the lease of my sister's apartment, I think, at some point, maybe a little bit, or I paid rent a little bit because I was living there for, like, the summer and, like... I don't know. I'm pretty sure I paid rent. I know I paid for parking, but anyways, so like, but I've never like got in my own apartment. I, I have to get like <laughs> all of my own furniture. Um, like it's, it's definitely a big step for me. Um, in terms of moving, like I, I feel like, I don't know. The good thing is that I don't know. I feel like I have a lot of decorations from when I was in college and stuff like that. But actual furniture, I, I have to say that I'm trying not to like get ahead of myself um, because I was talking to my father today and he was like, we, we just can't have everything done by like July 1st. And I was like, I, I wasn't thinking like that we were going to like that I was going to be moved into like a fully furnished apartment and like ready to go like July 1st. 
I was just thinking like I I want to have a lease on an apartment like a California address so I can start working and then like and have like a mattress or whatever and have like the bare necessities in my apartment um to move in either the first week of July or as soon as I can and then like figure the like the rest out later um, because I am not going to buy furniture here in Maryland to then have to ship it to California or anything like that. Um, I, I'm just going to look for furniture there. Like I'll probably get like a mattress. Um, I might, I think I'm, I might just take the desk my parents have in my room. Um, I don't love it, but I think I could paint it and like it. It's white right now and it's like, it's got some cute details. Like I, I think it's nice. I would like it more if it was just regular wood, but it's white and I don't love the white, but it's a perfect size desk. Um, especially if I were to get like a desktop, um, a family friend of mine was like, you should get two monitors. <laughs> um, and I don't know if I need two monitors, but I would like a desktop because I, I'm more used to designing on a desktop. I find it easier um, because you don't have to zoom in as much. Um, you just, it's just I, better for me personally. Um, and I, I, it's just the perfect amount of space. I could definitely have a desktop there and still have space for like other, like, it's just, it, it's a great desk. Um, so the desk is like the one thing where I'm like, I think I'd want to take the desk and I'll just like DIY it and make it more my style. Um, nothing crazy, just like a, a different paint color. Um, and stuff like that. And I'll probably paint the chair too. Um, and take that. I have a lava lamp I want to take with me. Um, but besides that, I don't really know. I'm, I I want a queen size bed. Right now I only have a twin size bed. I really want a queen. So I don't know. I have a lot of stuff I need to figure out. And like a lot of like, this is just new territory for me. I've never lived in an apartment by myself and like done this whole thing like I am about to be entering like I'm gonna be a grown-up or an adult there's this one quote in Gilmore Girls where Rory's talking about being a grown-up and <laughs> Lorelai's like grown-ups um don't call themselves grown-ups they call themselves adults and sometimes they say it in a funny accent like adult or adult <laughs> adult <sighs> me right now <laughs> I just finished um mini segue now though I might get back to the whole moving thing because it's all that's on my mind right now um if you have like recently and by recently I mean like in the last year done some kind of move whether or not it's like cross-country like mine um, or you're just, you've moved like, you know, out of your parents' house to like an apartment, even if it's nearby. Um, if you have any advice for me, please let me know. Like things that made it easier for you, things you wish you would have done, like apartment searching tips, um, literally anything you think would help me, um, please share them below. Like affordable places to buy, to buy furniture, um, like, should I try Facebook Marketplace? Um, how much do you think I should have done before I start working? Like, do, like once I start working, will I get too overwhelmed? And I guess you might not be able to answer this, but I'm worried that I, once I start working, I'll just keep putting it off and I won't actually get furniture. But I, I don't feel like I'll do that because it'll, like, it's a really exciting thing. And I, I had a problem at Kenyon where I would, like, avoid decorating my dorm room until like two months into the school year and then I was like honestly like it I want to do it now um my sophomore year I I fixed that because um I decorated it like a lot like right at the beginning because I was like I want to have a cute space um and if I don't do this now like I'll literally forget so my sophomore year I got better and junior year somewhat better um, I think honestly, junior year, I like, I didn't deck. My dad was so tired that he didn't help me a ton. No hate to Pablo, but like, I, 
I don't know, that moving experience was a lot more stressful. But I, I still decorated to the same extent. I had a nice rug or whatever. But anyways, um, after I got Ivy, a lot of my, like, decorating was around, like, her cat tower and where <laughs> I'd want to put her litter box and stuff like that. But um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I would just not decorate my rooms at Kenyon because I was like, what's the point? Like, it's, I'm moving in a year. And I think even though, like, I might, like, move in a year, who knows? Like, first apartment things. Like, I don't know if people typically don't, like, I, I don't feel like I'll want to. But, um, I mean, I don't know. Never say never. Um, I, like, but I'll at least have a year. And the stuff that... And it's all like building for the future and stuff I'm acquiring for the future where even if I move, it's like the furniture I acquire and the stuff like the, the cute little details that I like <laughs> acquire to make the space like what I want, like I'll take with me and then just reutilize them in a different space, but like still have the same vibe. So I think it'll be a really exciting thing to do. And I think I'll want to do it. Um, the job also... Um, because it's newspaper design, like a lot of it is at night. Um, so I think I would have my mornings pretty free. So that would be really good for like getting, I mean, I don't know how early I'll be waking up if I'm staying up designing papers, but you know what? Like the point is I'll have a few hours like free and then I'll have weekends and, and time off and probably, I don't know, but like. I think I'll have time to do everything. Um, and like, I have a lot of decorations I wanna take with me. So it's really just like the bare, like the necessities. Like I need to find a bed, I need to find a nightstand. I need to find, um, cause lighting I have, like I have fairy lights. I have like a lamp, like a lava lamp I wanna take with me. Maybe I could bring another lamp with me. Um, I have like a lot of decorations. I might want to get more decorations. Um, I had a few like art majors from Kenyon that I followed that would post stuff and they'd be like, does anybody want this? And I would like, I want it, but I didn't have any money. Um, and now it's like too late. Like all this stuff sold, but like, I would just love some kind of art too. I don't have much of that, but like I have a lot of decorations and stuff. Um, that I reper like every year at Kenyon, my room would be like decorated differently. Um, like different posters would be different places and stuff like that. Even, but there's some stuff that I want to take with me. I have a Bernarda Alba poster from when I was in the house of Bernarda Alba that I still want to hang up somewhere. I I love that poster. Um, it's like my you know claim to fame at Kenyon College was that I was in that play. Um, I'll never forget. I went out. We like ended like the the lat like closing night of the play was like or like mid October like maybe not even it was like the nineteenth or something of October and I went out for Halloween <laughs> and somebody was like oh my god you were in the play and I felt like a celebrity um anyways like I I have a lot of good dec I have a good amount of decorations. Um, that I want to like go through and like decide what I want to bring. Um, so like that stuff, I'm not totally worried about. It's just like the, the main stuff, um, which I feel like if I make a list and I know what I want and I know like, and I budget for it, I feel like it shouldn't be too hard to go in and be like, okay, I need a nightstand and it has to be under this price. I'm very open to like a variety of styles. I just want stuff to look cute. I don't know. I don't know. I should, maybe I should look up like, maybe I should start watching HGTV, figure out what my vibe is, you know? Cause I, I don't know. I don't know. I think I've always wanted, like I've always imagined when I lived somewhere alone, like I just wanted a bunch of mismatched things, like a, like a wide, like, array of mugs and plates and like I didn't want too much too many things matching um stuff like that stuff that looks kind of old just anything that honestly 
I'm a very visual person, so just stuff that when I like I see it, I'm like I I like it. I'm not good at like describing what I want. It's like if I see it and and I and I'm drawn to it, then it works for me. So um yeah. And that's why I feel like the desk it has like good bones or whatever people say about houses. <laughs> like it has a good structure and like cute details that I genuinely just think if it was a different color, like it'd be perfect for me. And I also am just not trying to spend too much money and California is an expensive place to live in. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I, I went on a tangent. I was literally not gonna talk about this anymore. I probably will more later. But I just finished, I mentioned in a podcast earlier that I started rewatching Gilmore Girls and watching with my mother this time. And we got through Gilmore Girls like right before I went to New York at the beginning of May. So like a month ago, um, we finished Gilmore Girls. And I was like, when I get back, like, we'll watch Gilmore Girls a year in the life. So we did, we started that few days ago I don't know yeah a, a, a few days ago like at some point last week I don't know it was before maybe Friday because my dad got back on Saturday and it was before my dad got here but then we finished it like watched the other three episodes with my father although my father wasn't paying like he my dad wasn't paying that much attention so sorry when I say my father I feel like I sound like Megan McCain like my father, it's just like, I just, I just hear those clips of her going, my father, my father, my, you know what I'm talking about? Anyways, <laughs> um, my dad was like half asleep through one of them because he was jet, jet lagged because he got back from Pakistan and, um, on Saturday. So like, I don't know. Although I asked him if he was jet lagged yesterday and he's like, not really. And my mom's like, he's been sleeping every day, <laughs> like through the day. So I, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't jet lagged, but he was like falling asleep like while we were watching it. So I don't know how much he got of spring, but um, it was really interesting hearing my dad. My dad would say things and I'm like, you don't get it. Like Dean showed up for the first time in fall, like and he's there briefly, but like him and Rory run into each other and my mother goes, oh no. <laughs> She's like, not this guy again. She's like losing her mind. My dad's like, let him talk. <laughs> And I'm like, you don't get it. Like, you don't get it. And then Rory's like, when she mentions the book and he's like, and he's like, what are you going to say about me? And she was like, that you were the best first boyfriend ever. You made me know what safe felt like. Blah, 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 blah. When I'm literally like, because he wasn't a good first boyfriend. He wasn't. <laughs> okay. Well, he was, he was good at the beginning. Um, and then he got progressively worse. So um yeah so like I just I don't like Dean but that's not what I was going to talk about <laughs> it end, it ends with spoiler alert um <laughs> Rory going I'm pregnant and my dad was like well there's got to be a follow-up and I'm like Pablo this came out in 2016 and he's like this is from 2016 <laughs> and I'm like yeah and my mom was like yeah the, the original ended in 2007 like it's old and my dad was like, that's ridiculous. And then he was like, B -b -b my dad's first reaction was, by who? And I was like, obviously it's Logan. My mom's like, obviously it's Logan. Like, it has to be Logan. Um, like, we were on the same page. And, um, and then later at some point I was talking about how, like, I was like, I don't know if I want there to be a follow-up because I think that a year in the life, like, messed up a lot of things. Like, I... I have so many issues with a year in the life. Like I was telling my mother before we started that like Gilmore Girls as a series, while there were moments that I didn't love and there were things that I would have maybe changed. Overall, I think it's fantastic television. Like well-written, the characters are consistent. Like their growth makes sense. Like it's funny, it's smart, it's emotional. I love it. I literally love it. I think it's like, it's perfect. It's literally perfect. And um, obviously everything, everything can improve, okay? But like it, it is just so good and I've seen it so many times and I feel like I could write like essays about Gilmore Girls and the character 
development and the storytelling and and the writing the dialogue it's just like I love it I love it so much and um a year in the life to me it's just it doesn't hit the same like there are some moments of a year in the life that are like so good like genuinely another funny thing that my father like during (laughs) during fall he was like I find the old woman like less infuriating now (laughs) because he, he hasn't, he didn't watch the original with us, but he did watch a few episodes and he was literally like, that woman is like so annoying. And he was like, she's not that bad here. And I'm like, that's the point. Like there's growth. We love, we love Emily's character development. Um, but there were just so many things about the revival. Like, it's just so hard because it's like, obviously like some people are like, it's not canon. And I'm like, I do, I think it's canon in a lot of ways because I think a lot of parts of it are really, really good, but so many parts of it are just, they, they're not, it's not good. Like it's, they're, I'm going to talk about it now. I wasn't thinking about this, but I just finished it. So why not? Um, I'm going to start with things that are bad and I'll end with things that I think are good. And I didn't come with prepared notes. So if I forget something, then I forget something. But um, first, <laughs> first thing that I don't love is Rory's career. So I, I think it makes total sense that like journalism is like hard, you know, and <laughs> like a hard career path and and that you'd be beep bopping around. But I feel like that makes more sense for somebody like fresh out of college. Like Rory, we're supposed to believe, has been in this career path for like 10 years. And I don't understand why she wouldn't somewhere along the way. I mean, maybe she did and we just, that didn't come across. But it just feels like she's been writing freelance like ever since. Like I just wish we had gotten more context as to why suddenly she's rootless like why she's writing freelance like did she have like an established position at some newspaper and then like cuts like why is she now at this stage in her life at 32 like writing freelance like having boxes scattered everywhere like we do know that she wrote one talk of the town piece, but it's not like she was like a staff writer or she had like an editing position. Like it just doesn't make sense to me that Rory, like I obviously she traveled with Obama for a little bit and, but I, and like that was made sense for her straight out of college. But I don't understand, like she really liked being an editor at the Yale Daily News. Like I feel like she would have like like maybe she wouldn't be like a top editor but she'd be like a news assistant she'd be something she would have like a position I just it it doesn't make a ton of sense to me and I think that they did it because and this is my this is my opinion my hypothesis what I've thought is the reason I feel like oh sorry my microphone fell I think that part of the reason they did it is because um they wanted her life to kind of be falling apart. So then the pregnancy would be like implied that it was kind of like, or this is the way I see it. I think it's like the cycle starts over again, right? Um, and Lorelai was a kid when she had Rory. And like, obviously she was still a kid. She was 16. But I think there's a quote from like the first episode where she's like, I stopped being a kid the minute the strip turned pink like Rory made Lorelai get her shit together I think when you have something that and it doesn't have to be a kid obviously but I think they wanted Rory's life to be falling apart so her having a kid would hit different would like be a turning point in a way that maybe it wouldn't if she was like established and calm. And I do think when you know the backstory of like, this is how Amy wanted to end, the Amy Sherman Palladino wanted to end the original series. Um, And I don't think that they wanted the series to go on like 20 seasons. Like she would have been probably if it ended in season seven or even eight, let's say they wanted to get to eight seasons, um, or even 10 
seasons. She would have been like mid 20s, early 20s. I think it would have made so much more sense like at that point in Rory's life. It's like an unexpected pregnancy. Like, and she's still young. It's not a teen pregnancy, but she's young and like kind of like aiming. She's like wandering around aimlessly. Like I just, and I'm not saying that people can't have their like shit figure it out or like their like shit falling apart at 32. I'm not saying that. I just feel like we left Rory getting like this job at like, you know, like following Obama's campaign trail. And it's like, she had a path and I just don't understand. Like, I feel like there wasn't enough context of like, and I get that you can't do it without like too much exposition, but there was plenty of exposition. I just, I, I don't know. I think they could have utilized flashbacks more. Um, and I'll get to that in a second. Like, I, I just feel like they could have shown us some of the stuff that happened without necessarily like feeling like they had to spell it out. Um, I, I don't know. I, Rory's career, like just confuses me. It confuses me. And I'm not saying that like, I, I just, I genuinely, I don't know why. And I, and I do under, and I don't know. I think it just, it would have made so much more sense if this was like nine years ago, (laughs) but again, I'm not 30. So maybe when I get to 30, I'll be like, actually, this makes so much sense. So maybe that was in a, but it just doesn't make sense to me personally. Um, because it's like a lot of the characters and the, the same goes with her, like hooking up with Logan and Logan hooking up with her. Like, it just feels like in a lot of ways they wrote the characters like without accounting for the nine years and other characters, they very clearly accounted for the nine years. Paris like has kids. She is married. Now she's getting divorced. Like a lot of the characters, it does feel like they moved forward. And some of them, it feels like they total, like they really didn't. And I think it's maybe because those characters like Rory and Lorelai, like they had ways that they wanted to write the ending. So yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like the same goes for like Rory or Lorelai and Luke not being married and just now having the conversation about kids. Like Lorelai broke up with Luke because they were engaged and she felt like he kept pushing it off. Like why wouldn't she when they get back together? Like it's clear that she wants to be married. That's why they broke up in the beginning. Like, I don't know, maybe in some world it's like they... She didn't want to push him or, or like, I, I get that, but it also just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And it's like, if the reason is because they wanted us to like, to show us the wedding. And even if, even if they didn't get married right away, like, I don't understand why it would be like 10 years. Like it's nearly 10 years. And we're supposed to believe they haven't gotten married and had a conversation about kids. Like she was in her late thirties. Like, I'm not saying that's impossible to have a child, but it's like, if you wait 10 years, it it gets harder to have a child. That's just the truth. Um, like, I don't know. It just, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I think they could have written in better ways if they didn't want to write Luke and Lorelai having a kid and being married. Well, actually the being married, I don't understand. Like, I just genuinely don't get it, but they, and it's not even like we saw their wedding, Right. Like, we see them get married, but we don't see their wedding. It's like, I don't know. It just, it doesn't make a ton of sense. The kids thing, especially, it's like, you could have approached the infertility thing differently. Like, you could have, they could have been trying and then it was really hard. And now they're like, did we miss it? Maybe we should get an egg donor and a surrogate. I don't, I don't know. They could have, they could have approached it better. They could have made it make more sense. It doesn't make sense. I also think that there are a lot of things about the revival that were like very offensive. And um, and it's like certain things from the original that maybe like weren't the best. Even, even now, I don't feel like the original, like there were some moments in the original that were like kind of offensive, but the, like revival, it's like 2016. Like I feel like we can move past a point where like making like, fat jokes and like Berta the character of Berta is like unbelievably offensive like the whole shtick is she like doesn't speak a real language 
And, like, the whole time she's speaking, like, fragments of Spanish. Like, and she's, like, Latina. Like, it's just infuriating. It's infuriating. And I like the character of Berta in the purpose of, like, her and Emily, like, have a nice relationship. And Emily is stopped, is no longer so critical of, like, maids that she fires them for, like, walking too loudly or something. Like, Berta brings her kids, her husband. Like, it's fine. Like, that's a nice facet to Berta but the fact that she just like speaks this nonsensical language and it's like the joke um it's it's just not it's not funny like it's it it's just not funny to me I did I didn't like it um so yeah they were like just just some jokes and I'm like is like it's 2016 do we really have to do this so um but mostly the stuff that bothers me the most is like the character development stuff because offensive jokes um, I can take with a grain of salt. Maybe not. Like, I, I don't know. It, it was six years ago, I think. Not that, like, you know, it wasn't okay back then, but um, like it still wasn't okay. But it's like if they did it in 2022 and they kept making offensive jokes, then it would be like extremely bad. Um the character development stuff, it just still frustrates me. Like, it haunts me. Um, it haunts me. It just doesn't make sense. I also feel like, because they didn't write the last season, I also, I also feel like, because they didn't write the last season, um, Amy and Dan, they weren't part of it. I think that... Like, like, I don't know if they watched it through and genuinely, like, took in. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm wrong. But the way they wrote Logan's character genuinely to me seems like they didn't give, because they didn't give, like, that last season a ton of weight in their, like, they made sure that they knew, okay, Lorelai was married, so we mentioned that here. Um, like, Lane had kids, so obviously we write the kids in. Like, stuff like that. But I really think that Logan's character and therefore his relationship with Rory, it just, it, it makes me sad. Because I think Logan Huntsberger, like, I think a lot of people hate him. And I think he's just a flawed like flawed person. And the way that, like, all of the characters are... Um, but he has such a nice arc in the last season of like failing, falling flat on his face and losing a bunch of money and then realizing that he can start his own thing and being his own person and letting go of his family ties and like starting a life on his own. Um, like he literally has a really nice conversation with Lorelai that I think about all the time where he's like, I'm leaving that world of wealth. Like that wasn't, that's not what I want. Those aren't the values I have. And and she's like, and I can appreciate that. And he's like, I knew you would because you did that. And she's like, I never thought of it that way. And he's like, and you did it with the kid. Like, it's way harder. But it's like, it's true. Like, he, in many ways, was trying to, like, leave behind a world of privilege and, like, start his own thing. And now, suddenly, like, and I get that it's nine years later. Like, maybe stuff happened in between. But I think it would just be nice if it wasn't suddenly, like, Logan was back to, like, He's engaged to a woman because it's the dynastic plan. Like he, it's like, didn't you literally go against this when you were 20? Like what happened that now you're like content settling? It's sad. It's sad to me and it doesn't make any sense. And I feel like they just kind of shot all over Logan in making him like, it just, and I get that a lot can happen in nine years. I do. But it's just like, it's sad to me that you would write a character. Well, I guess they, they didn't write the character do this. But like that a character would like step out and like do this. And then like nine years go by and suddenly they've regressed. I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't like it. Um, and why like him and Rory broke up because he was ready to be married to her. Why would suddenly they be comfortable like hooking up casually? I'm doing this a lot with my hands and I'm sorry, but I'm like very passionate about it. And I didn't even intend this to be a Gilmore Girls episode. It's just so fresh in my brain, but it's just like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It makes 
no sense. There was something else I wanted to talk about with the revival that went over, like I completely forgot what it was. But I guess those are my main thoughts. I do just want to say, I don't know if I've gone on this mini rant before, um, but I want to say that I get really angry when people hate Rory. <laughs> um, do I think Rory does things that are like stupid and like not great? Of course, of course. And I think Lorelai, like it's just because I feel like there are people who shit all over Rory and they're like, she, Mitchum was right. She didn't have it. Like her character the downfall of Rory Gilmore it like pisses me off because it's like those same people I feel like just love Lorelai and it's like Lorelai's a queen and don't get me wrong I love Lorelai too but it's like if you can't Lorelai does plenty of self-destructive like self-sabotaging things um and she's she does them at, at like in her 30s like Rory's mistakes that we see in the original series she's like a child up until her early 20s like it's a completely different like yes yeah, she sleeps with Dean he's married horrible thing to do um but it's like Lorelai did things like that all the time too and it's like they're both just flawed people they're both flawed and it's just like I feel like context batters and the fact that she was like she had so much pressure on her and maybe not even intentionally but like I feel like when you have it like it, it would just make sense that if you have a parent who in having you sacrificed a lot of things like going to college and their whole life changed at a very young age because of your existence. Even if they don't necessarily put pressure on you, like you probably feel some level of pressure to like not fail them and not like repeat their mistakes and to like do the things that your mother never got to do. And and she was always very responsible and level-headed when she was a kid. And it's like, of course, like if you are super responsible and like level-headed and like always reasonable as a kid at some point you're gonna break at some point you're gonna break and somebody being like you don't have it like will literally cause the world to shatter like it just makes sense to me that Rory later in life has has trouble adjusting maybe I take back what I said about her <laughs> I don't know I I, I do think I, I, I don't think that it's wrong that she doesn't have her shit together. I guess I just would want some more context on if she did, if there was like a moment where she had like something stable because I know we know she had an apartment in Brooklyn, but she was like, she was like, I, I barely lived there this whole year. And it's like, I just, I wonder, I guess she also always wanted to like travel for work, but maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into it. I just feel like, a lot of the ways they wrote Rory's character, I think it's because they they wanted that to be like Rory right post college, and and not her like at thirty. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. That's just my interpretation because I feel like it's similar like in my like similar writing like mistakes or weird not mistakes but like similar like writing similar character things that they I feel like they did similar things for Lorelai and Rory's storylines in that those two characters to me felt like they were still stuck like they were writing it as if it was season eight or like what they wish season seven could have been and I don't feel like every single character was that way um but Lorelai and Rory specifically I feel like they were writing what they wish how they wish they could have ended the show originally um, and I just, I feel like it would make more sense and it would be so much more compelling if they were just like, we didn't end, we didn't get to end the show the way that we wanted to end the show. And it doesn't matter. We're going to like genuinely think about how their lives would have been. Um, like, I don't know. That's just my perspective on it and my interpretation. I feel like both of those characters and their storylines feels like they're stuck like 10 years ago in some capacity but that being said I don't think there's anything wrong with Rory like 
kind of, you know, not having your shit together later in life. Um, I didn't even go on my people need to stop hating Rico Morant, but I have one. <sighs> Another a funny thing my dad said. I don't even know if I said this, but I I was I, I was going to start saying this and then I went on a little thing about <laughs> about my moving situation. But I was telling my parents, I was like I don't know if they would do a revival. This is all the way from what I was saying at the beginning. That's so funny. Full circle. Um, I was like, I don't know if they'd ever do like another thing. I feel like if they do a follow-up, I personally wouldn't want it to be a year in life style. I feel like it should be like a regular season, but it should be like Gilmore Girls, The Next Generation and like a different style of like Rory is more like the Lorelai character and she has a kid, like something like that. And I don't know if they necessarily need to wait like the 16 years to do it. Like, I feel like they could do it when her kid was young. Maybe not, but um, like, I, I feel like they could do that at some point in the next, like maybe 10 years. Um, like from like the kid is not like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But um, like, I feel like they could do that at some point, like Gilmore Girls and Next Generation. And it's like Rory being a mother and we see her bond. And then it's compared with her bond with like the beauty of Gilmore Girls is that the beauty of Gilmore Girls was that it was so much more than just Rory and Lorelai's mother daughter bond. We saw Lane and her mom. We saw Lorelai and her mom. Um... Like, we just, we saw so many mother-daughter dynamics. I feel like it would be really interesting to see, like, another mo mother-daughter dynamic um, while also factoring in, like, and then how, because Emily had a lot of growth in her character, how Lorelai and Emily's relationship has changed now, how Rory's relationship has changed with her mother and grandmother now that she's a mother. Like, I do think it would be really interesting, and I think that they could do it in a way that... Like, like, had a lot of the same sentimental, like, nice moments of the original um, while making it its own show. Like, I, I feel like they could do that. But anyways, my point was that I was like, if they ever do another Gilmore Girls revival, I will make it my mission to be in it. Like, the Gilmore guys, their podcast, the way that they, like, they were in, like, they made a cameo, like, briefly in one of the episodes. They were, like, just sitting there at, like, the Dragonfly. But because like they, I'm like that, that, that's my goal. That's what I want to do. I want to be so vocally about like, in, you know, Gilmore Girls stand that I would somehow get into the revival in some capacity, even if I'm just an extra. That's just my dream. Um, so honestly, you know, what would be really like iconic, like legendary is if I somehow like was like on the writing team. There's no way that they do that. But imagine if somehow I like, I don't know. They can consult me. I have, I have ideas. Or honestly steal my ideas. <laughs> like if you watch, <laughs> if Amy Sherman Palladino like ever watches anything I say and she's like, that's smart. And she steals it. I don't even care. Okay. You do not have to run me a check. Okay. Steal my ideas. Um, I don't take back anything I said because that's my personal opinion as somebody who was an English major, really values character. I, it's not just Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life that I feel like has done this. I feel like I have the same problem with How I Met Your Mother and the way that they pigeonholed themselves into a specific ending nine years like before the show played out that it didn't work in my opinion, with the character development. Like, they had to destroy all of Barney's character development in the last episode just to get Ted and Robin to the place that they needed to be to be together, and it doesn't make sense to me. Um, and it's like, I, I feel like, as a writer, you can obviously have ideas that... And if, like, you wanted to end with Rory being pregnant, like, that can still happen. Um... I just feel like you should like shift gears and be like realistically where have these characters gone because the beauty of television the beauty of Gilmore Girls is when characters are like people like they are realistic two like three-dimensional like 
complex characters who are wonderful but also make a lot of mistakes and like you know so I just think that there was so much of like focus on like what they the creators wanted the show to end as and what they saw the last season being and their conclusion being that they didn't account for like what realistically where the characters would have been and I think if you're writing a show and it goes seven seasons or it ends and then you do a revival I feel like you genuinely have to like do the characters justice and be like this is not where we thought the characters would be but this is naturally how they developed over time and and then just change the ending based off of that I feel like because that's life you know Unless, like, there are some shows that, like, they have very clear storyboarding and they, like, know it's going to end after here and it's, like, very thought. Like, that's one thing. But I I feel like sometimes you can tell with How I Met Your Mother or A Year in the Life, like, examples like that, where it feels like the direction the characters were going didn't fit the narrative that, like, the ending that they wanted, so they changed it. And it's like, why would you ruin a character? I don't know. If I'm making any sense. But anyways, I like don't take back what I said because I, I could write an essay about this and I could probably be a lot more eloquent. Um, but I would also be honored to be part of Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life too. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to do that. I do genuinely think it'd be interesting like once Rory like has had a kid for a little while to like pick up there. Um, like 10 years after A Year in the Life or... Um, eight years I don't know like at some point like I think it'd be really interesting to do like a new revival but it's like a new show um so I feel like that could be cool and I do think like they probably on some level like wanted to leave it open-ended maybe not for it to pick up again but I think it's it's a bit the beauty of it that you can keep writing it because a new life. It's literally a new life. So it's like a new dynamic after people become mothers, after Rory becomes a mother. So those are my thoughts on Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life. I didn't intend for this episode to only be about that. Um, I'm kind of sorry for anybody who doesn't know anything about Gilmore Girls and is like, I can't watch the second half of this episode. Um, I'm at an hour and I can't really think of anything else to talk about. Um, something else I wanted to say, and I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, I am so excited, so excited for Tattoos by Renee Rapp dropping June 3rd. Um, so this, this this episode drops June 2nd. June 3rd, you should listen to Tattoos. Like, listen to Tattoos. I haven't even heard the whole song, and I just know it's going to hit. Although maybe I shouldn't tell people to listen to it because last time I did that for an artist's debut single, it was Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo and she became so popular I couldn't get concerts. I couldn't get tickets to her concert. So maybe I shouldn't promote it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Yeah. I'm so excited for tattoos. Like I'm so excited for tattoos. I literally... um, I like they emailed me last week last Wednesday and they were like you'll find out by like early next week whether or not you got the job and I was like even if I don't get the job at least I'll have tattoos on Friday to help me cope so I'm like so excited like it's gonna kill it's gonna slap it's gonna be amazing so I'm really excited for that um let me see the Emmy Award for I Could Have Done It Better <laughs> goes to Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life. I literally, I could have written it better. <laughs> um, I say that jokingly, okay? Everything I say is a joke. <laughs> okay, if they can write like a very offensive Latina character, I can make a joke about how I could have written it better, okay? Reparations. So, um... Yeah, also the Emmy Award for most exciting new release goes to Renee Rapp for Tattoos, which will be out like less than a day after this episode's posted. So you guys should go listen to it. Um, I have no 
I have no stake <laughs> in it. I just think you should. Anyways, thank you so much for watching, listening. Please make sure to like and subscribe. Follow me wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media. Um, please bear with me with any weird posting um, since I will be moving soon. Um, yeah. I'm moving. Anyways, also, if, if you live in California and you want to be my friend, let me know. I'm going to be literally messaging anybody I vaguely know who lives in the area and be like, hi, do you want to get coffee? Because that's the only way I'm going to make friends. So I have a cat. Anyways, love you so much. Thank you for watching. Um, I already gave my whole spiel, but yeah.